0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it may be that you're joining us. Welcome to All That in a Bag of Chips, where we review various things from our childhood and decide whether or not they truly were All That in a Bag of Chips. My name is Sam, and this is my co-host, Ethan. Hello, hello. On today's episode of All That in a Bag of Chips, we're going to talk about Spider-Man 2. Let's get to it.
1: Two dudes from the '90s going back in time to review some favorite things with yours and mine. We got candy, movies, and TV shows. The more we reminisce, the more the list grows. Kick back, relax, put your headphones in. As soon as you're ready, play and let's begin. I'm glad you joined this. and this nostalgic trip. Right here on all that and a bag of chips.
2: All right, we are back. So this week, as Sam mentioned, we're talking about Spider-Man Two. But uh, first, Sam, tell us and tell the listeners how you grew up this week. Uh, so this was
0: my this past week was my last week of in-service at school, and if you listen to this on Wednesday, I will have already gotten back to school and started my uh, remote learning. slash in-person, slash outside, slash wherever you can do it, PE classes.
2: Wow. That sounds very challenging. Yeah,
0: it'll be challenging. It'll be interesting. Um, On a less stressful side, I started building my playset for my one-and-a-half-year-old that is more or less a a tiny home (laughs) at this point already. Um, I've been planning that for like a month. And I even have blueprints and steps written down, so I didn't waste time and money doing it. But I'm getting that built, and it looks pretty sweet so far.
2: Nice, man. That's really cool. Um, Let's see. I grew up this week by, first of all, I purchased uh, the new Madden video game last, uh, last Friday, whenever it came out. And I've been playing franchise mode quite a bit. And actually, later this week, we we will actually record our extra episode eventually. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon members, we will get that out this month. To be fair, we only said once a month. We didn't say when during the month, so <laughs> uh, we will get that out there. We'll, we'll talk about Madden. But I've uh, been playing the new Madden. I was playing franchise mode a lot, and then I started playing uh, Madden Ultimate Team again this weekend. Okay, which. I get so obsessed with it that I think I can only play Ultimate Team like every other year. Like, I have to take a year off because I play so much Madden Ultimate Team when I play it.
0: Well, I always get to a point with Ultimate Team where I'm like, why am I putting so much effort into this? I don't really play online. So, like, (laughs) why don't I just play franchise mode? All I do is play
2: franchise mode. Sam. If I asked myself, why am I doing this for most of my hobbies, (laughs) (laughs) I would be in an existential crisis at all times. I don't ask questions on why I do things. I just do things that I like. (laughs) Fair enough. But you will appreciate this, Sam. I also went to a a donut place in Kansas City. I made a trip over there the other day called The Donut Mm. King. Have you ever heard of this place, Sam? I think I have, actually. There's probably a reason you've heard of it. So I go to this donut place and I walk in and there is a, uh, there's a WWE, there's like four WWE belts on the wall. There's a uh-huh. red shirt and there's a bunch of pictures from like uh, attitude era, essentially wrestling. Uh huh. And at first I just kind of thought maybe they were big wrestling fans. I didn't really ask too many questions. And then I ate the donuts and I was hanging out there for a bit. And I, on my way out, I went and took a picture of it. because I was going to send it to you. And I just realized uh-huh. I forgot to send it to you. And I was like, you guys just big wrestling fans or what's the deal here? They said, no, the owner of this place is WWE official John Cone. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so all the pictures were of him with other wrestlers. I didn't realize yeah. like that was by connection because he's just the ref in the background. But John Cone is the owner of the Donut King in Kansas City. That's awesome. I need to go check that out. It was bomb, dude. They had some good donuts, too. They're totally worth the trip over and I was yeah. a nice surprise to uh, see some WWE representation there. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Next time I'm in, I'm in Kansas City,
2: I'll probably check that out. Yeah, when we go uh retail gate in my parking lot for Chiefs games starting on Thursday, baby. Yeah, good Chiefs! Help it feels so odd because there's been no preseason and hardly any like training camp coverage. Oh, but I know. I, like, someone told me last week that we played like someone like tweeted, like, game in seven days. I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. It is bizarre. How pumped are you scale wanted to ten for um, I'm pumped com- because Patrick Mahomes is
0: my dynasty uh, quarterback and the rest of my team sucks. So we are just playing for next year.
2: Nice. Oh, so I did a, uh, my, I did my family's fantasy football draft yesterday as well. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you my roster during a break, so we don't have to okay. record it all. Okay. <laughs> any, uh, any of my family members are listening to this. I'm going for a three-peat this year. So come at me. Me and Josh Allen is my quarterback leading the way, baby. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so we talked about a little bit about Patreon. So uh, look in the description below if you guys are interested in supporting the show and uh, getting a couple an extra every once in a while whenever we get that out. Um, We've got some other good benefits as well. Shout-out um, in every episode read any messages you guys send us on air. Um, so big shout-out to our Patreon members, uh, Sean and Christy Pearson, uh, Tyler Isbell, and Chelsea Bevert. Appreciate your guys' support. Um, if you guys are interested in purchasing some merchandise, uh, that link will be in the description below as well. So check that out. Uh, I've been wearing my uh, All That in a Bag of Chips mask at work all day, every day, because we have to have a mask on at all times on campus now. So I've been putting that thing to use. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: all right, so that's our plugs for the week. So let's get into it a little bit, Sam. So what's your history? We talked about our history with Spider-Man in general last week. So what's your history of Spider-Man 2 specifically?
0: Um, Spider-Man 2 is actually the one that I remember the least between one, two, and three. Like I, I felt like I had the first one memorized, like I could tell you every single scene and everything in order. And then the third one, I remember just because as a kid, I thought the characters were, I was really excited that Venom was in it, the third one. Hmm. And two, I feel like just kind of got glossed over, maybe because I didn't know that two was supposed to be coming like you mentioned in like you mentioned in the last episode how you just we weren't as connected then right but um i didn't have like a real deep connection to the second one
2: interesting um for me i i will say i've in like we kind of talked about last week it just with the less internet we were younger it wasn't like we were like researching like just googling stuff every day Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different but I think I talked about a little bit After for Spider-Man 3 I would constantly like once a month check the internet to see if more information on Spider-Man 4 was coming out and it never did um I kind of started with this one I was pretty excited because Doc Ock is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains probably one of my favorite just villains in general um so I was just really pumped and like I said I was obsessed with these Spider-Man movies like as a kid I freaking loved them they were like superhero movies in general just didn't really hit with me until this point and this really just started my obsession so um and i know this movie was kind of so i didn't really watch these spider-man movies maybe one time since i've seen them in theaters to a few months ago and i bought the dvds so this was one i feel like in pop culture this movie is really regarded as the best of the trilogy yeah it's like i always had that in my head and so I think like whenever, if someone asked me which my favorite one, I would say this one just because I like, I felt like it was the best. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to just going back and see and if it really held up and how well, it, how good it really was and how well it would hold up today. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this, man. I'm really pumped. Yep. Um, okay. I was going to say, why did we want to cover this? But it's because we're in Spider-Month, Spider-Month, <laughs> talk
1: about Spider-Man on Spider-Month.
2: Uh, so that's right it is spider month so last week we talked about spider-man uh the first one from 2002 if you guys have not listened to that episode we will kind of spoil what happens in our description but you should just go listen to that episode uh and then come back or go watch the first movie and then come back because this movie i felt like it really you kind of have to see the first one to really know what's going on yeah yeah it plays off a bit a lot it does. It kind of just like jumps right in, and so if you're not if you're not ready, or like even in theaters, like it's, if it's been two years since you've seen the first one, you'll be like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. like, something just happened. What is going on here?" Yep, yep. Um, all right, but speaking of seeing this movie in theaters, let's take a little trip back. Let's go back in time to two thousand four and see where the world was when Spider-Man Two came into our lives.
1: Where was the world?
2: All right, we are back here in 2004, where I was eight years old, so we're entering third grade, probably? Second, third grade? I think I was old, so maybe third grade. You, wait, what do you say? 2004? Oh, no, I'm 12 years old. Whoops, <laughs> I did that math backwards. Sorry, I was 12 years old, so I was in sixth grade probably? Yeah something like that. Yeah sixth grade because I know okay just based on this first song I know that I was still going to the roller skating rink um, so I'm pretty sure it must have been sixth grade because I don't think I went after we went to middle school but Sam can you guess what the number one song of 2004 was? Um, can you give me a hint? Um, it is a one-word name for the song they say this word about 84 times probably in the song, and it's awesome, and I used to get down to it at the roller skating rink every Friday night.
0: Um, one word. One
2: word. It's a... Uh... Oh, wait. Okay. Is it by Usher? It is. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so pumped, dude. I freaking love this
0: song. Who doesn't love this song? If you don't love this song, then you have no
2: soul in your body. Oh, for sure. Oh, I used to dance with this song Well, at the roller skating rink. Which I was actually a really bad roller skater, so I fell down constantly. But this is <laughs> one I would just like get down to, and it's so amazing. Um,
0: I remember going to a roller skating rink one time. Well, I went a couple times. But the last time I went, I was with a friend that was a few years older than me and uh, the percolator started playing and I saw things that I thought I would never see as a child and <laughs> I will never forget the percolator. I don't even know what that is. I didn't either. <laughs> I still don't know if I quite understand. I saw things
2: that children shouldn't see. 12 year old alone in, not prepared. Let alone in public. Jesus. Uh, all right, um, some other big movies in 2004. Uh, Shrek 2 sequel to our uh, second episode there yeah um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban came out this okay. year and uh, the Passion of the Christ was like one of the more like serious movies mm. for sure but yeah but I remember Passion of the Christ coming out and it being just very um, what's the word I'm looking for here very uh, like some people loved it and some people hated it. like don't polarizing don't polarizing yes perfect very very polarizing and I don't yeah, I think, mean, I was allowed to see it in theaters. I think we had to wait until we could watch it at home. I never watched it. You still haven't ever seen it? Nope. Hmm. I don't, I, I was so young when I saw it. I don't even know if I could say it was a good movie or not. That's one we'll, we won't cover. That seems <laughs> like it. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I'm not watching. <laughs> no, that Bad is Will not. a prize for our podcast. No, I don't feel like that would be our target audience <laughs> here at all, but. <laughs> Only bad things could come from covering this movie on a podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, 2004 Super Bowl champs were the Patriots, winning their second of three, uh, two out of three from that year. And I think they ended up winning three out of four, right? And they went in 2005 also. I don't even remember. It just felt like they won it every year. Yeah, this was around the time that I was just really starting to get sick of the Patriots already. Was this the one against the Eagles? No, or this was against later. the Carolina Panthers. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I don't remember them being good. That that kind of shocked me. I don't remember that at all. They had Deshaun Foster, Jake Delo, I remember. Smith. Um, oh yeah, I I recognize one of the receivers I saw in their stats. I'm trying to make sure I don't have any trivia questions about this. Oh, I do, mm-hmm. but it's, we won't. I'm sure we won't talk about it. Uh, Musa Muhammad, I remember that guy. He's yeah. guy I always like for some reason I always liked him and I traded for him in like Madden
0: 2004,
2: <laughs> ES, uh, ESPN Football 2K4.
0: Oh man, two K five, time. with T O on the cover is so
2: good. Oh, see, I I played uh, I believe it was two K three or four, the one with Warren Sapp on the cover.
0: Oh, I think that's.
2: I, think it was I don't remember. I don't. I don't know my two K as well. I don't either, but yeah, I played the crap out of that one. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, okay, Sam, can you guess uh, what team won the NBA championship in two thousand four? Shit. Uh, let's go with the Spurs that's not a bad guess but that is not correct it was actually the Detroit Pistons okay it was the year they had Ben Wallace I believe they did I believe they had Ben Wallace I think I'm pretty sure it was that team because they beat um, the Lakers who had four Hall of Famers on their team that year damn the Pistons were like a huge underdog and they were kind of like I just remember them being portrayed as more like, like a tough like Underdog team that uh-huh. conquered like the Giants of the of the Lakers because Lakers had Shaq Kobe oh dang it I didn't type the other two but they had a uh, I don't know like Carl Malone or somebody they had like four Hall of Famers on their team it was crazy man and they smacked them too they beat them like four one in the finals dang
3: yeah
2: um, but all right the final 2004 fact Ken Jennings the Jeopardy goat. Went on his Jeopardy run in two thousand four, winning seventy four straight games and two and a half million dollars. That is crazy. I feel like that's not enough money for how seventy four straight games. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing. Some of those game shows back in the day, you win like no money. It's it was yeah. wild. <laughs> like I don't know how they got away with that. Like Family Feud, if you don't win uh-huh. the last round, you only really win like. Two thousand dollars for your old family? Like it's not even worth it. <laughs> they just pay for you to fly home, basically. I think you get flights out there. Flight paid for, get some food, and then like two grand before taxes. So yeah, <laughs> after taxes yeah. you get like eight hundred bucks. Oh man, uh, did you watch the Jeopardy Go this this past year? No. Oh, I watched it. It was amazing. Ken Jennings whooped up on everyone.
0: Uh, the only game show I really watch is Family Feud with Steve Harvey. I love Family Feud. I love it too. But Steve Harvey is so funny.
2: Steve Harvey is the best. He is the goat, as they say. <laughs> um, all right, but that's it for uh, Where Is the World. So we'll uh, we'll hit this drop right here, and then we'll get into some cool facts. You know what? Cool is ah! that. That's cool. All right. Back
0: with our cool facts, just like we did last episode. I'm going to start with the cool fact about Willem Dafoe. Um, he's barely in this movie. Uh, he wasn't meant to be in this movie, but he was living in his apartment near where they were shooting this movie, which I seems I think seems like a uh, very coincidental coincidence He was just walking to his apartment and then was like, oh, hey, Spider-Man 2 cast. And then then he shot a cameo with
3: them.
2: Yeah, that seems so bizarre. And I saw that. I was like, there's no Mm -hmm. way, no way he just happened to be walking. He was probably just like posted up out there waiting for them to record something. Exactly, exactly. Go jump out on this. Uh, They actually kind of pranked um, Alfred Molina. Uh uh-huh. Um. They when Alfred Miller was taking a break, they had Willem Dafoe run in and like shoot, like fake shoot a scene that uh-huh. Molina was supposed to be in. And so when he came back in, Willem Dafoe was like performing his scene. That's he awesome. was like, what the hell? I bet <laughs> that was pretty good. That's funny. That is
0: since he's barely in the movie. That's the only fact I have about him. Um, my next facts are just kind of like some random, random things. Yeah. Um. The very beginning of the movie, Peter is delivering pizza for Joe's Pizzeria, and mm-hmm. there's a sticker on his helmet, and the phone number on there is a real pizzeria in New York. Really? really?
2: hmm so Is it actually it like an actual Joe's
0: Pizzeria? I don't know if it's called Joe's, but mm-hmm. it's a pizzeria.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. God, they probably just lit up with pizza orders after this. Oh,
0: Seriously. I, I love calling numbers like that. Like the uh, phone number in Kiss Me Through the Phone, I've called that number. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> um, in the opening sequence of the movie, which I was going to talk about this in their coverage a little bit, they have like a little, they have pictures that like recap the first movie in the opening credits. Yeah. And Those were done by Alex Ross, who did a lot of Marvel comics, a lot of um, the really popular characters he drew for. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That is interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was cool that they brought him in to do that. Sweet. You got a few?
2: I got a few. Um, So this movie had a little bit of some production uh, issues going into it, which which is crazy with how much how many production issues they had that this movie still turned out. Uh, like as well as it did, and on time, because mm-hmm. um, we almost lost uh, Toby Maguire going into this movie to a back, to a back. <laughs> yeah, he uh, well, okay, so it's it's kind of sketchy what happened. Apparently, he hurt his back filming um, Sea Biscuit, the horse movie. Oh uh, yeah, um, and so he kind of used that injury and just how successful the first movie was as leverage for him not to come uh-huh. back unless he got like a huge pay raise. And it didn't work. Not entirely. He, him, and his agent asked for twenty-five million in for his salary for this movie, and he ended up at seventeen, which is still a lot of money considering he probably. I didn't look to see what his salary for the first one is, but that's probably a uh-huh. huge increase from where he was. I would imagine so. Um. So we almost end up with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Spider-Man for this movie.
0: Yeah, which is some people. Some people were. Uh, theorizing that jake gyllenhaal was actually like future spider-man in this last spider-man movie when they saw that he
2: was cast which is stupid but i saw so much dumb crap trying to watch my language on the podcast now my parents keep yelling at me i saw so (laughs) much dumb crap about this what who mysterio really was and his everything we'll talk about mysterio more when we cover the animated series in a couple weeks Uh because i noticed some things and i have some thoughts uh, about Mysterio. But yeah. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal was actually dating Kirsten Dunst at this time. So oh, Really? Yeah. And so I think what was kind of happening was that Kirsten Dunst was also being kind of dumb about this movie and she didn't want to come back. Uh-huh. Because uh, Kirsten Dunst and Tobey McGuire both like consider themselves like very like serious, like high society actors and they didn't really want to do like another nerdy commercial blockbuster uh-huh. movie. Um, so they, they, neither one really wanted to keep doing these movies. So I think Kirsten Dunst was actually trying to get rid of Tobey Maguire and get her boyfriend, Jake Gyllenhaal, into the role. Interesting. So like Natalie Portman
0: not wanting to be in Thor anymore until the MCU blew up. And now I never want her to come back again, even though she is.
2: Yeah, well, Natalie Portman actually (laughs) did the same thing with um, Star Wars, too. Oh, yeah. She was in those, and then she just kind of always craps on it whenever anybody asks about them. But Disrespectful. Yes.
0: It's not like these movies are Catwoman.
2: Halle Berry has every right to yeah. get <laughs> crap out of that one. That's fair. And that, that's funny because that's actually this podcast I was listening to about this movie, that's exactly who they compared it to. is Natalie Portman in Star Wars. Hmm. But it happens a lot. Um, who's the girl that plays Pepper Potts in the MCU?
0: Um, What's her name? I, I don't know why i can't think of her name
2: uh i don't know if i would even know it <laughs> uh, looking up. God, yeah, what is her name Gwyneth Paltrow. oh yeah <laughs> yeah she does the same thing she always craps on these movies and she didn't even know that she was in the last spider-man movie oh i know she thought I, she was filming that. a scene for like avengers or something and it, this is weird like interview where they ask her about the movie and she's like i'm not in that and john Favreau's is on the interview with her and he's like yes you are he's like we filmed the last spider-man movie she's like i'm not in spider-man that was for avengers and he's like no he's like i was there i was on set with you i'm in the movie yeah. too <laughs> that's so weird i don't even understand how that happens because uh, sometimes they don't even tell them what the, what they're filming for yeah for they Marvel. Did the,
0: they did that with the infinity war if the infinity war end endgame because they didn't mm-hmm. want leaks getting out so they just filmed all, they filmed so much stuff they didn't use yeah yeah anyways wow. god we need to get back on track Hey, uh, i only got a couple left <laughs>
3: okay uh
0: for his stunt sequences peter parker didn't wear or toby Maguire didn't <laughs> he, he wore glasses but they took the glass out as, yeah. for a safety concern and then uh put it back in digitally
2: yeah, they said it was a safety concern, and also uh it kept reflecting off the glass from the lighting.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, they name drop Doctor Strange, which I like. Damn it. <laughs> Dang it! Dang it! of questions.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't gonna miss that. I one. figured you caught it. Actually, I tried to make this trivia really hard this week, so that was my one easy oh, one. Oh, good, good. Um, I think it's
0: cool that his name gets dropped in this because Sam Raimi is directing the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh. The Multiverse of Madness.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's the director. That is interesting, because they say that Doctor Strange's name is already taken, so he technically exists in this I universe. Know. So with this multiverse, it, we could get it, man. It could happen. Oh, my God. Can
0: you imagine?
2: I will lose my... Shit. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll i will take that for your question out dang
0: it <laughs> <laughs> i have a couple more i have okay i have a few more i'll get i'll just go through them quickly cool uh, gwen stacy so peter's other significant other in the comics is supposed to be one of the students in peter's class but Someone that is. never happens and She's in the third one, but we'll talk about that when we get to the third one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, according to someone else that was working on the movie, the original draft for the movie had Doc Ock, Black Cat, the Lizard, and had Harry as the new Green Goblin before um, they cut it down, which is like the same problem that Spider-Man 3 had, was that they wanted all these characters in there,
2: which we'll talk about next week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like okay. as we'll find out, this is never good when you try to have five fill-ins in one movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the band Dashboard Confessional agreed to write the song for the
0: end credits if they were allowed an advanced <laughs> screening of the film, which yeah. I wish they wouldn't have because I
2: thought, wow, this kind of sucks. Oh, I paused it right when I, I shut it off right when I got to the credits. I didn't even listen to it, but I saw that when I was looking some stuff up a few minutes ago. So.
0: Yeah, I was listening and I was like, wow, they should have just brought back Nickelback. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last two here. Um, in the scene where the nurse is being dragged on the floor in the hospital, they made the floor out of wax so that she could, like, pull her fingers along and, like, pull up the oh. floor.
3: Which I.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then the last thing I had was the names that they originally had for ideas that they threw out to test audiences. They had Spider-Man, no more. Damn it, Sam. I hate you. <laughs> Ethan, you're not going to get me on Spider-Man facts. You better dig deep <laughs> for something I don't know.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: well, Spider-Man do 2 this. lives.
2: <laughs> what? I said dang it I said I'm gonna have to redo half this trivia because you still, you did already <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2 Lives was also
0: a name which I don't even understand and then Spider-Man Unmasked which I'm glad they didn't go with that because that really doesn't play that big of a part
2: no I don't know What if have just like spoiled the ending because he's really not unmasked for like most of this movie yeah that is odd but that rounds out all of my cool facts do you have anything left? I got like two others, Um, or maybe three. So Doc Ock was actually supposed to be in the first movie. They really wanted him to be um, the villain for that, and then they kind of went to Green Goblin, mostly just because they wanted to save Doc Ock for for later, Um, and Uh just start out with him, which is probably good, because Doc Ock is like my favorite villain. So if they just would have burned through that one first, I don't know. Yeah. This one would have been. And Green Goblin is really not one of my favorite overall villains, but I think they did a good job with him. So that's yeah, a good start. I agree. Um Rosemary Harris, who Aunt May, performed all of her own stunts for this movie. And she's like adamant. Yeah. She was like adamant that she performed her stunts. That's so cool. That's wild, dude. She's like 70 years old doing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh all right, my last one. Um the owner of the or the uh the landlord of the apartment that he lives in, Mr. Ditkovich is named yeah. after uh, steve ditko who's the original yeah. illustrator of spider-man yep how wild him him Stan Lee, and alex ross are like
0: the big names that i think of when i think of marvel comics mm-hmm. at least old comics
2: yeah definitely and we will uh we will talk more about the landlord and more specifically ursula mm-hmm. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> All right, that's all I got for Cool Facts, man. You ready to, uh, ready to get into our real coverage? Yes, sir. All right, uh, so we'll take a quick break here, and then we will get into our actual coverage of the 2004 Spider-Man 2.
0: All right, we are back. We are ready to do our coverage for Spider-Man 2. And like we failed to do last week, even though we said the week beforehand that we were going to do this every week, I'm going to read the quick IMDb review of Spider-Man. When a failed nuclear fusion experiment results in an explosion that kills his wife, Dr. Otto Octavius is transformed into Dr. Octopus, a cyborg with deadly metal tentacles. Doc Ock blames Spider-Man for the accident and seeks revenge. Meanwhile, Spidey's alter ego, Peter Parker, faces fading powers and self-doubt. Complicating matters are his best friend's hatred for Spider-Man and his true love's sudden engagement to another
2: man. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's important just to point out that this movie, just like the real timeline, this movie came out two years after the first one, and it's also set two years after yeah. Spider-Man. and they make a point to say that. Yeah, which is interesting, because it feels like not a lot has changed. Like definitely not two years worth of stuff. Yeah, not really. Like, has have no major villains popped up in the last two years? Like, it kind of just seems like Spot Peter's just been kind of doing his own thing, and like him and his friends have like grown apart. But it feels like it. Like, it, if I've been talking to my friends for two years, and like I never saw them because they're always too busy. Like, I just stopped trying to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. This this feels more like it's about six months in the future but nonetheless it is two years Um, Um, do you want to start us off? sure sure Uh, like I said with Cool Facts
0: I really like the picture recap that they played in the opening credits Um, I like that they just took shots from the first movie that Alex Ross drew up and kind of like summarized everything that happened
2: that that is interesting and I actually didn't watch it this time (laughs) because I just I literally just watched this movie like less than a week ago the first one so I was just like oh they're just recapping the last movie like I literally just watched it so I'm not gonna bother and actually when I watched these because I like I mentioned I bought these dvds like six months ago I actually watched them in back-to-back days so I didn't watch it that time either (laughs) (laughs) so my bad on that um, so this movie starts off with Peter Parker uh, working as a pizza boy, as we mentioned, for uh, yeah. what was it called? John's Pizza or something? Joe's, Joe's Pizzeria. Joe's Pizzeria. And uh, I took a note here that says, pizza delivery Peter is my favorite Peter Parker. <laughs> it's so like, <clears throat> this. I thought this whole movie did a really good job of
0: giving us Peter Parker.
2: Yes. Uh, we'll touch on that as we go. But yes, this movie uh-huh. is like like 40% about Peter Parker, not even about Spider-Man or Doc Ock. It's, it's a really good character development as, as him, as the person, which I don't, I feel like we just don't get in superhero movies very often. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's like
0: the formula is like, here's the hero, he discovers his powers. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's got this villain, he beats the villain and now he is the superhero.
2: Yeah, I would say probably Iron Man is the most comparable thing I can compare to it. I think Iron yeah. Man does a really good job of you getting to know the human being inside the armor. Uh-huh. Which this is a weird sidebar, but they they kind of did that on purpose because most test audiences of Iron Man thought Iron Man was a robot and didn't even realize that he was a human. <laughs> <laughs> Just like casual fans who did, weren't into comic books. Uh huh. Fun sidebar. There you go. <laughs> Um, and this actually, the pizza delivery part reminded me of not the video game that we will play, but the second, the Spider-Man 2 video game that's based off this movie. Yep. We have spent a lot of time delivering pizzas in that, and it is so much yeah. fun. It's like my favorite part <laughs> of the whole game. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this uh, it kind of serves just to start out Peter Parker's life, as we mentioned, and then we spend about the next 40 minutes just dunking on Peter Parker left and right.
0: <laughs> oh, I want I have a note and it said, Peter's having a 2020 in this movie no and, kidding just everything is going absolutely get, wrong everything is he's just getting beaten down beaten down beaten down and but like that's the thing like spider-man isn't he's not superman he's not captain america like right he he's a kid yeah definitely just and, a kid trying to do what he thinks he
2: should be doing yeah and like we like we said this movie touches on peter parker's kind of personal life quite a bit uh-huh. and so we start off with him so he he's supposed to deliver these pizzas and uh he has like okay so first of all this pizza place when he shows up to work so he shows up late and the the pizza place he works for has a 30 minute delivery guarantee yep and he shows up and he has eight minutes left to make it 42 blocks in new york in <laughs> manhattan first of all No way any pizza place in Manhattan delivers anywhere 42 blocks. I know. That is the most unrealistic part of this whole movie, is that a pizza place would deliver a pizza 42. You know how long it takes to drive 42 blocks in New York? Um, I'd imagine it takes a while. Like an (laughs) hour. I was like, I don't think you're going a minute a block. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is the most unrealistic part of this whole movie, is that they deliver all the way across Manhattan. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um so he ends up um and i, I like this a lot because it shows him he's kind of like trying to be peter and he, he starts out just like riding his little scooter th- or he's like driving a scooter and then he gets held up in traffic and he starts running with he's carrying pizzas in one hand and like uh-huh. i mentioned my idea for a youtube show where we grade running forms considering he's carrying that pizza's high and tight he has pretty good running form in this movie um also later in the movie on the roof pretty good running form he he does a he does a good job. I I yep. haven't I haven't studied it in slow motion or anything to critique his form, but so far <laughs> so this might be the best running form we've seen so far. I'd have to agree until we watch um, Rocky because that's I think Rocky is A. Oh yeah, the gold standard of running form, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I like that he becomes uh, he goes into the Spider Man and flies around and like webs around to get his pizzas delivered. Yep, and it's still late. Is still late, yeah. And he's like three or four minutes late. Like, he wasn't particularly close, but yeah. Um,
0: I've, I've wrote down so they show him at the pizza place, he gets fired after there, he's late, and then he goes to the bugle where he's still a freelancer, he's not working for the bugle. Yeah, and he's got the pictures, and Jameson's just crapping on him, <laughs> which is that's par for the course, but he's like, I have these pictures. Uh, Spider-Man or whatever and Jameson's like, I'll give you three or uh, 150. And Spider- or Peter goes, I'll give you 300. And he's like, that's outrageous. Done. <laughs>
2: <And then laughs> I, 30, I have okay. that exact quote in my notes. That's my second point. That's outrageous. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, again, J.K. Simmons dominates this movie oh. as the best character in this whole trilogy. He's so good. Oh, I could just watch. I think a weird Spinoff series like a like a ten part like series of just the Mm -hmm. Daily Bugle I think could be very entertaining. He should
0: just start a YouTube channel because his like the one that he does in the new trilogy or I don't even know how many they're gonna make. I know they're making a third. I don't think they. But um, he starts Info Wars. Yeah. And it's like like I would love if he did a YouTube channel
2: of that. It he would be really hilarious. He really should. This is always the highlight of this movie, and I think even more in the next movie. I remember I have good memories of the mm-hmm. Daily Bugle part in that, but just this whole Daily Bugle operation is fantastic. A plus. Yep, I agree. well um, yeah, and it is interesting that he tries to fire Peter, even though he doesn't work for them. <laughs> He's not yeah. contracted. You're like, fired. <laughs> He's like, wait, come back. I need you to take a picture of this event coming up. Yeah. Um, We meet a future villain, like way in the future villain, uh, Dr. Connors pops up in this movie. Yeah, which they never even, did you notice that he doesn't
0: have an arm? Yes. I didn't notice, I've never noticed that, that he is missing his arm. Yeah. Which I know he's missing his arm because that's why he is, like, that's how he becomes a lizard, whatever. Yeah. I didn't know it was gone. I don't know what the hell I was looking at. Well, because he's really
2: not in, like, full shots very
0: often. He's
2: always no, kind of
0: walking away barely, or like, Uh huh. He um, pops he up, says something, and then he's gone. Like
2: yeah, it, it, yeah, that's it, it. Yeah, and I love that this movie does a really good job of literally like name dropping or having little cameos of people who yeah like, world building. Yes, like it's they do such a good job of world bending. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Building, not bending. <laughs> I've been watching too much Avatar recently. <laughs> Some world bending, <laughs> uh, world building, um, which I feel like. I think we've talked about how this and Batman are like the only two that kind of have that fully fleshed out world that they can exist well mm-hmm. in a series like this. But I feel for some reason that this one's just a little bit more subtle. Yes. I feel, I feel like Batman, they're just a little heavy handed with the references like. But
0: like for those, you can't really, For I feel like Batman's villains, you, it's hard to mention
2: them because they're always villains. They don't necessarily right. become the villains. That's a good point. That's a good point. And you really don't even know who, like, uh, Edward, Edward Enigma, and those guys, like, they don't, they're, they're not somebody before they become villains, but everybody in Spider-Man's universe, apparently, is a scientist before they become yeah, villains. Yeah, seriously.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, I'm glad, which, like, that really helped show, like, it helped give us Peter Parker. Yeah. I absolutely. think I said in the last one, like, that, that I wish his IQ was brought up more and it's mm-hmm. definitely hit on really well in this one.
2: Yes, that's literally my next point, Sam. I think we have the same freaking bullet points. Serious my next bullet point <laughs> is he's much more sciencey in this movie than he was in the last one.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember where in, like, where the scene is that he meets um, Octavius, but he, like, he gives him a lecture about how intelligence is a uh, uh, privilege mm-hmm. not a right or something and you can't be lazy yeah and yeah because
2: it's um because dr connors off screen told dr octavius that like oh. peter parker was going to work with him and he was like oh yeah i talked to connors he said you're lazy <laughs> but brilliant yep, yep. give him give some shit for it
0: yeah which like all of this i'll just talk about it now before i forget like all of this, I really like how the theme throughout this is Peter trying to balance the power and responsibility that Uncle Ben talked about. Mm-hmm. So like the first one, um, he gets the speech, he becomes Spider-Man, he's fighting crime, like, and it's like, oh, this is what he's supposed to do. But then we get to the second one, and it's like, it's been two years, he's still just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and he can't make ends meet in his personal life. Like he's struggling so hard to balance the power and the responsibility together. And the, just like the arc throughout this one playing off of that, I thought was so good.
2: Yeah. It, it's really fascinating. And it's a good, it's a really good development between the first two. Mm-hmm. It, so it's, it's different enough. And it's just interesting. Cause I don't feel like a lot of times in movies you really see, like I know in a lot of movie uh, superhero movies, they, they show the balance and how people are struggling to maintain their personal life and their superhero life but a lot of the times they don't like legitimately just stop or give up like they do in this movie which i think is really interesting
0: yeah
2: <laughs> oh i i don't know if i mentioned that
0: in my cool facts when he decides to not becomes when he's just like i'm done i
1: yeah. can't
0: do this anymore like they ripped that straight from a comic book uh cover
2: uh That's spider-man like, no more
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I
2: have yeah. the poster in my room. Oh, that's it's very awesome! Very iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's when he he throws the suit into the trash can. Uh huh. And they actually say "Spider Man No More" out loud in this movie, like two or three yeah. times. And then the yep. cover of the of the Daily Bugle story is "Spider Man No More." Yeah, which I think is funny, and I always love when they just like look like almost break the third wall a little bit. They like, look into the camera, and he's <laughs> like, uh-huh. "I am Spider Man." No more. <laughs> <laughs> like I love it when they say the name of the I like it when they say the name of the movie you're watching in the movie. I think that's hilarious. And I like it even I, more I, it's I, like yeah. here's the name of the comic book we're talking about. It's uh-huh. this one right here.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I think that's so cool. I've always thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that is really
2: sweet. Um okay, so I wanted to point out um we've talked about diversity and representation in, in some media from our childhoods a little bit. Um I will say this movie not in the main cast, unfortunately. Unfortunately, almost uh-huh. every main character is a white person. But outside of that, they do a really great job of having an extremely diverse cast. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like uh, the owner of the pizza shop, uh, that actor's actually, he's been in some big movies. He was in Avatar, or uh, he was in The Last Airbender. Okay. Uh, I can't think of that actor's name, but he's a really big actor now. and I, he, I don't remember where what his ethnicity is, but a lot of the side characters, they do a really great job of showing tons of diversity, which makes sense because it takes place in New York. Yes, and I do, like, now Marvel,
0: Marvel specifically, they can get away with changing characters because they have built the franchise up so well Mm -hmm. that they can can switch characters up and people, the people that are going to complain are still going to go to those movies. Oh, yeah. Only being in the second Spider-Man movie, had had they made uh, Mary Jane black in this one, people like unfortunately, it would have turned off a lot of people.
2: Oh yeah, definitely, people would have flipped out. And something I was going to mention is like, I don't know if backlash is the right phrase, but this these past two Spider-Man movies have gotten flack from dumb people on the internet. Yes. Because like Flash Thompson isn't a white dude, and and actually I don't even think. The mj in this movie is technically mary jane watson i think she's kind of a hybrid of a few different characters it's just like an homage yeah yeah but people are like anytime you have diversity in the movie there's a segment of people especially on the internet who are like why are you forcing diversity and like have you ever been to yeah. new york dude <laughs> like, like you don't have to force diversity it just exists yeah <laughs> they, just, like, exactly. they just like don't like seeing non-white people in their films for some reason yeah i don't I, exactly i don't get it i don't understand and i know i ran through all this before with uh-huh. um, batman animated series the same thing i just don't get why people care <laughs> i legitimately I don't know. care. I, who knows but um speaking of some diversity the asian lady on the corner who <laughs> whatever oh instrument she's i played, love her she is my favorite. I said J. Jonah Jameson's my favorite. I'll stand by that. This is my second favorite character in this series is the Asian lady singing. She just drums yep. one note on yep. whatever that instrument dim,
1: is. Dim, 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 Spider-Man,
2: Spider-Man. <laughs> whatever... she like a terrible so singing bad.
3: voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it Some so the, much. I think the. Like, first scene that she's singing, Peter's looking at her, and he, like, he's making a face like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: there's actually a deleted scene of uh, this lady singing underneath, like, Harry Osborn's apartment or wherever he lives. Uh-huh. And he, like, dumps a drink on her or something. I know. It's like, I'm glad they cut that. I'm like, I Me don't too. need that. Me too. because,
0: like, I, I, I don't think that, like, I don't think that would fit Harry's character, honestly. Like he's not this mean,
2: right vindictive businessman. He just is mad that his dad was killed. Right. Like he's he's specifically mad about one issue. He's not just yeah. a jerk to everybody around him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Um, so here we go, Sam. It's time for for the thirst at Ethan's thirsting <laughs> for Kirsten hour. I'm also thirsting know, for like uh, where this scene, like what scene you're thirsting over. It's in his new apartment with uh, Mr. Ditkovich's daughter, Ursula Ditkovich. I had such a crush on her during these movies and I always thought that Peter just, like ignored her. I I should
1: hit her up. <laughs> they' like I, I don't even understand why they or, it's not
2: this one. Don't they kind of play it up in the third one? In the third one, she's much more flirty. And he's still, yeah, like, just pretty much ignores her for most of the time. But it's when he, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But it's when he's kind of being his douchey role, and he has the the black suit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He he plays into it a little bit. Don't do the dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play into it a little bit, but I always like, I always had a crush on Ursula Didkovich. and I was like, I bet in the fourth movie that he starts staying there. and he oh and my god, he fails on Mary Jane. <laughs> Uh, which never would have happened, but yeah, she's adorable. I have a huge crush on her.
0: I'm I am impressed that your thirst was cut that short. A, good job, Ethan.
2: Uh, yeah, there's not that many. They didn't introduce that many uh, female characters into this. And, <laughs> um, so really, before we can move on to like any specific scenes, how do you feel just about MJ in this movie, Mary Jane Watson? Um, I didn't have a like i didn't have anything
0: specifically with mj but throughout the whole movie i was like they her and peter's relationship is just so tiring because it's back and forth they're both like it's always one of them says i love you and the other one's like i can't mm-hmm. and then it goes back and forth back and forth and it happens so many times and it's literally not until the last scene of the movie where mary jane literally leaves her wedding with this other guy smiling and
2: running away.
0: Yeah, we'll weird. talk about
2: that scene when we get to the end of this. Yeah, but
0: like I at at that point I was like, okay, cool. Like I was relieved and I was like fine. It was I was happy that they were together whatever they're going to be. But like it just I felt like it dragged on and it it played with the tension too long until it was just gone.
2: Yeah, I... I don't know if it's... I guess I haven't read a ton of comics, so I don't know what Mary Jane is like in the comics, mm-hmm. but I cannot stand her in these movies. She is just the worst. And I, actually in the animated series, which we'll get to, she's mm-hmm. kind of annoying in that too. So maybe it's just her character, that, I, just in general, that I just like don't care for. Yeah. But, but it's even like two different it's very different annoyance in this movie than it is in the animated series. Mm-hmm. They're annoying for two different reasons. Yeah, this one, I feel like she is just so, she just like goes out of her way to be mean. She is mean to Peter. Yeah. And like like what we said with the time jump, so like this is two years in the future. And so uh-huh. she makes references. She's like, we've barely talked in the past two years. And I'm like, guess what? You know any of my high school friends I talked to after two years out of high school? Who? <laughs> like That's what people grow apart. Like, why is she just so mean to him? Because she loves him. I guess. That's not <laughs> a reason we mean to
0: someone. <laughs> I don't know. It was... They're, they're, I talked in the first one about how I liked all the webs that they spun between people and how they weren't convoluted, but their romance is so complicated. Now. Which, like, I don't know. I, I thought they just pulled it too thin and by the time it got to the payoff, I was kind of over it.
2: Yeah, and uh, and we and in the last one we talked about how she's kind of she kind of jumps from relationship to relationship like very dismissively and doesn't really take into account other people's feelings at all. And she does that about four times in this movie. <laughs> I don't I don't like how they
0: have her just jumping relationships all the time.
2: I know. Because when it
0: started, um, Jenny was watching with me, and like it was Peter's birthday or whatever, and she was yeah. Mary Jane and Harry are there. And Jenny asked me, she's like, so are these guys dating? And I was like, I have no clue. Yeah. Like, I they, honestly, I couldn't remember if Mary Jane, like, I didn't know if Mary Jane and Harry were dating again.
2: I think they kind of broke up at the end of the first one, but it was never yeah. super clear. And so she literally went from, like, Flash Thompson to kind of to Peter, to Harry, to kind of flirt with Peter. And then, then we find out, and at the beginning of this movie, She's talking about her relationship with John Jameson. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of a thing. And then, like, 15 minutes later, they're engaged. Yeah. It was quite a jump. It really
0: just feels like she's marrying him in the movie to spite Peter, which, like, why couldn't they just have her date someone to spite (laughs) Peter?
3: Right.
2: (laughs) Like, Like, this could have worked better if she, like, if we just didn't have the wedding and the engagement part of it. But like he just finds out that she's dating John Jameson, who's like this perfectly normal dude. He's a good dude. Like he's a nice guy in this movie. He's not a jerk at all. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like wealthy and he's an astronaut. He went to the moon. He played football on the moon. Like he's a good, like he's a good guy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Mary Jane is also heartless to him as well. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over her by the by this movie. Yep. Yeah same um okay so so doc ock is the villain of this movie as we mentioned Uh um so so instead of just talking about specific scenes just what did you kind of think of his like his become his origin story i guess and how he became doc ock and all that um I, i liked it um was it
0: did we talk about how villains are like we never just get villains we always get like these middle guys that are
2: good guys with bad intentions um i don't know if we touched on that specifically i made a complaint last week that especially these first two movies i don't love that both of them are kind of like influenced by an outside thing that's making them evil Mm -hmm. i don't i like i think that villains who are just good like good people that just make bad decisions i think that's a great villain i don't like that there's two movies in a row where they're like being controlled by something else instead yes. of just, like, mainly leaning into the fact that, like, they're just a person who made bad decisions. Exactly. Like, Otto, he, I don't know. I, I,
0: he's good. He's. I really liked him as the villain. I liked him as the foiled as Peter, and I, I kind of wish we would have seen him as Octavius a little more, like, I wish we would have seen him in the first one, like, yeah, even just a little reference, because he kind of plays, like, he kind of plays like a, a father figure, to Peter <laughs> a little bit, which I like. I feel like this whole movie Peter is kind of searching for that father figure, um, but like, I don't know. I I was kind of torn on how I I felt about how he was portrayed because he wasn't just the villain. He was a scientist who just couldn't control himself because of his experiment went
2: wrong yeah i i do wish we would have seen him a little bit in the first movie i think that would have been really cool mm-hmm. uh, but i love dr octopus i think he's probably like my second favorite just spider-man villain in general he's in uh-huh. my he's in my top three for sure just because i think the foil of him being just so like his physicality is just so interesting because he's a big dude and he's got yeah. four arms so he just provides like a different type of challenge for spider-man and uh-huh. he's also, like, this really good scientist that Peter looks up to. So, he's, like, he's got kind of, like, this two two dimensions of, like, control over yep. Peter Hunter and Spider-Man. So, like, he's really fascinating, which I didn't quite feel from Norman. I get that he was supposed to be kind of, like, a father figure, but he's also a huge dick all the time.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> So, I <it> was, like, <laughs> I felt like Peter, like, wouldn't have a problem punching him in the face because he's a jerk to everyone around him. yeah but Dr. Octavius is not. He's like a good dude that Peter worked with. And
0: well, he play. even says like to use his intelligence to help mankind or something. Yeah. The that first time he meets him.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: and um, did you play, you played the most recent
2: Spider-Man video game, right?
0: I am replaying it right now on the <gasps> amazing setting, the, the hardest setting.
2: Oh my God, they do such a good job with Doc Ock in that one.
0: Oh, the, the game is so good. That's why I'm replaying it instead it's of amazing. buying Madden 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, So this kind of goes with Doctor Octopus. The screaming and horror elements are like so Sam Raimi. They are,
2: and I when I watched this, I was like, this whole the whole scene where he's like getting worked on by the doctors and they're trying to cut the arms off. Yep. And the arms start freaking out and like killing every like they kill like eight doctors or something. Yeah. In this one scene, when I watched it, I was like, this is shot like exactly like a horror movie. It's wild. Yeah. It is. And and then I I read later, it's like a reference to Sam Raimi having worked on several horror movies in the past. uh Ah, That makes Um, sense. I really liked how,
0: like, in, like, every scene that he did with Doc Ock was kind of like a little mini horror scene. Like, they always had that bad guy music. Yeah. And every time he was coming, it was like, it was like Godzilla, where, like, you heard like the steps (laughs) coming. and then he just pops up and just destroys things. I thought yeah. that was really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think they do such a good job with Doc Ock. And, and Doc Ock's just a good, he's just a great villain. He's just an awesome character. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to mess him up, but he is so, he, he's very scary in this movie, I feel like, and very, yeah. he's very what believable. You of, Did you like his design? Yes, and I, I can go super in depth with like, why I think his design and the actor were both a good choice. Cause I think so. Like in the animated series, um, Doc Ock is like super jacked. <laughs> he has like a yeah, he's mad. He's like freaking ripped and shredded and huge. I it's know. Like I do like that. Which doesn't make sense because it makes sense that like your body would kind of atrophy. And obviously in this movie, he's only has the arms for a little bit. But still, yeah. I feel like like you shouldn't be like a super jacked, ripped dude who uses arms to control everything. Like your body would atrophy like, from not using your muscles very much because you're letting your arms do everything.
0: My image of Doctor Octopus is the comic book one, where he's just like a short, fat scientist.
2: Yeah, and I, I like that a lot. I, I think that makes the most sense for me. Yeah, especially because he's a sci- like he's like a hardcore scientist. So like, why is he so jacked?
3: Yeah, he's <laughs> why way would too he be jacked. jacked? Yeah,
2: you know who they, <laughs> one actor who they almost got to play this was, or who they wanted to play it? Uh, speaking of being a freaking huge jacked, I, Arnold saw, Arnold. I don't remember Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Can you imagine how terrible that would have been? I want him to stay out of
0: all of my superhero movies.
2: I want him to stay off of my screen. Forever.
0: <laughs> 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 uh let's see. Oh. Um this was in my notes here, I glo- I missed it. Aunt May so Peter tells Aunt May that like it was kind of his fault that Ben got killed. I really liked that scene where he was telling her. And I've 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 watched a couple of reviews and read some where people thought Aunt May was being too harsh on him when she just like pulled her hand away and walked away. Yeah. But would you not like? <laughs> how right. are you? How would you feel if your nephew was like, I could have
2: kept your husband alive, but I was bitter. Yeah. Like, I mean, that scene uh, just kind of serves to like more of just pour on Peter like we kind of mentioned though he's just uh-huh. the worst couple weeks of his life but yeah like realistically just like getting up and walking away from that situation is not the worst thing that you could have done like it could have been yeah. way- and I like the movie treats everyone like humans
0: not mm-hmm. like superheroes
2: yeah, yeah which they're. I think is big for Spider-Man um, I, I agree um also did you notice in that scene that they retconned what happened to uh, Uncle Ben um Not, oh, I guess I I didn't notice. What did he say? So, in the first movie, he doesn't get killed in a carjacking, and Peter's not there. In the first, in Spider-Man, the one we did last week, Uh it was a home invasion, and they shot Uncle Ben in the house, and Peter didn't even know until he got back to the house. But in this one, when he describes it, he was like, yeah, it was a carjacking, and I was there when he died. I'm like, what? That's not what you told me last week. Wait.
0: No, I'm confused. I watched Uncle Ben die on a sidewalk.
2: Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm confusing the animated series in this one. <laughs> I am. I, say, I am um, confusing. <laughs> After I started saying it, I realized that I watched both of those episodes pretty close together. I watched the episode <laughs> the movie pretty close together. Good now boy. I'm realizing I got confused. You are right. Damn he does agent. get shot on a sidewalk by the weird spiky-haired guy. Okay, well, in the an animated series, that's not how he died. He dies in a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, never mind. <laughs> so, after...
0: When, when Peter eventually goes back to Aunt May's house when she's packing up, I loved her talk to Peter then. And I feel like she knew at that point that uh, Peter was Spider-Man. Because yeah. she's like, we need Spider-Man to come back. And she gives him this, like, long talk about how important heroes are. Mm -hmm. And I thought that this was the best scene that Aunt May had in between both movies. Like, between any of the scenes I'd watched her in, I thought this was by far the best
3: one.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And I I listened to another podcast where they mentioned that they believe that Aunt May knows he's Spider-Man at this point. Or she Mm -hmm. at least has a really strong suspicion. Uh Uh-huh. But that plot line kind of gets abandoned and not referenced yeah. in the next yeah. movie. So we'll have to see. I don't I don't remember if they ever referenced it again, but I agree. This was because I I I'm sure Rosemary, whatever her name is, is a great actress, but there's a couple scenes in the first movie that I can't stand that we talked about. Um yeah. So yeah, I thought she was much better in this movie. Uh-huh. Yep. I she agree. did a great job. But I will say her getting like launched up the building and she catches herself on the umbrella. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. She's a 70 year old woman. She could not catch herself on an umbrella after getting Can you imagine? yeeted up a building like 50 feet. <laughs> her arms would disintegrate trying to catch herself. <laughs> she's been hitting the weights. I guess. But I do. I love that scene when she's like slipping and falling and she's like trying to like get uh, Spider Man to save her at the last second. And then she drops down and the ledge is like two inches below her feet. I know. Like, oh. <laughs> I do. I love that scene. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: Um oh I didn't put this in my notes, but I felt like they did a better job with Spider Man being funny and they didn't try to force it. Mm-hmm. I really liked the elevator scene where That he, seems he, amazing. Like <laughs> lost his powers and he's going down the elevator with that guy and the guy's like, Nice suit. And they're just <laughs> going back and forth and he's like, Is it comfortable? And he's like,
2: It's a little itchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the timing in that scene is pretty great because they're so awkward and there's like like five or six seconds of complete silence in between oh, every scene. and it's a long scene like it's so a whole elevator it drags right? on for like two or three minutes
0: yeah and then he's just like it kind of rides up in the crotch but it fits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like where'd you get it he's like I made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that scene was really funny I did, I did like that scene a lot Really good. Do um, you have where? a lot, a lot, a lot left? I don't. The only other even point, I think I stopped taking notes at one point, pretty late in the movie, and just, and just watched <clears> the <throat> end of it. But yeah. um, I thought the scene where he's just kind of like uh, when he's not Spider-Man, he's just like he's like just skipping around and is playing raindrops. <laughs> yep, yep. I thought the scene was so cheesy and so ridiculous. Oh, me too. Which I thought it was perfect. It, it was it was preposterous but i enjoyed it um we also have to talk about the train the train scene oh hell yeah that was the last big note that i had yeah mine too so this um so this scene like i said this movie is kind of just like generally regarded as like the best of this trilogy and one of the best superhero movies of all time and it's specifically because of this scene um yeah so when i went back and watched this i was like i'm i'm like interested to watch the scene and see if it really is as good as i remember it being uh-huh. Dude, this scene is so freaking good.
0: Oh, it's so good. I wrote, Unbelievable. The train scene is
2: where I think Peter
0: really becomes the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Like people realize that Spider Man is there to help. He's not this like larger than life character. Mm-mm. At like at the end of it, they're like, oh, he's just a kid. And like, there's just so much. I I love the train scene, and I I wrote. I'm looking forward to this moment in the new movies with Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. Like and that's scene, one thing that's missing is he's not he's not the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in these new ones. Like we
2: don't see that. Right? So the, and that's one I don't even know if I'd say it's a problem because I love that Spider-Man's part of the MCU in these and part uh-huh. of this bigger universe, but they yeah. have they have trouble balancing him being part of like this big superhero world-saving team. And then also, and especially in these movies, and I think part of it was because this was in 2004, but they started filming it right out in like 2002, 2003. So mm-hmm. the worst, New York was still kind of recovering from 9-11 at this point, the whole country, maybe, uh-huh. but especially New York. So just like seeing, showing how important Spider-Man is to the city of New York. And now he was yeah. kind of like this unifying force after 9-11 and all that happened was a really big part of this movie. And I think that's why this scene is so incredible because you really mm-hmm. just get to see him how like the city is literally just like holding him up. And at one point they're literally like carrying him over their heads and he's in like the cross kind of yep. pose. So he's like the savior of this whole city. Uh-huh. This, this scene is just so awesome. It, yep. it yep. blows my mind. Also a, a weird sidebar. I realized in this movie, they, they do a close up after he shoots the webs and he's literally like holding onto the end of the webs in his hand. Uh-huh. He's like, stopping on the train. I didn't, I never thought about that really, but a in my head, the webbing is like would still be attached to his wrist. Like when he's slinging, like oh. when he's swinging around. But it's uh-huh. not like the webbing like detaches from his wrist where it comes out and then he's literally just like gripping it all the time. Yep. Which is a monster grip strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. No, 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 train train So So awesome. And you you know, the the two kids who who him his mask mask uh, uh-huh. you know, those are Tobey Maguire's half brothers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they do not sound like New Yorkers at all. They're also not actors. <laughs> I yeah. think. They're just the brothers. They're like, we found this. <laughs> I can't have the mask. Uh-huh. Um, also, another part of the scene that's, that's funny. This scene is incredible. You really should just go watch this. If you haven't seen this movie, just go watch this scene. It's just amazing. But a thing that's funny, and the thing we talked about last week with Toby Maguire's age, is, so all the people on the train see him without his mask on because he t- it gets burnt or something and he takes his mask off, and so as they're carrying him back to the back of the train, he has his mask off and they they lay him down and try to you know help him recover or whatever. And someone's like, "Oh man, he's just a kid, like he's like my son's age," which I was like, "I get in this movie, he's supposed to be like 20, but this is 28 year old Tobey Maguire. Like, I know. no one I, would lay I me don't. on the ground and be like, this is just a kid here.' I'm like, he's I 28." <laughs> when I look at him. He's so old. Yeah, he doesn't look like a kid. No, the actor is so old, but the character yeah. is supposed to be like nineteen or twenty, so that makes uh-huh. sense. But Toby's just too old
0: to be like Yeah, and that always bothers me and I just I'm just like, whatever, I'm over it. I'll enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. just funny, because they literally like, zoom in on twenty-eight-year-old Toby Maguire. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right. Uh, did you have any other any other notes before we get to just kind of how this movie wraps up and stuff? Um,
0: I did forget at the at the beginning when he's on his moped and the car runs his moped over and he like backflips. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that was another scene I laughed where he the, those two kids are standing there and like they're oh, yeah. literally on the ground and they're like, how'd you do that? And he was like, work out. <laughs> and they're like, really? He's like, yeah, and eat your vegetables. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like,
1: man, my mom always tells me to do that. I just thought she was lying. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just, like, I thought that that was funny. I thought oh. that was a good little
2: chunk in there. That was good. I, I love that little segue. Um, so this movie kind of wraps up. So, so Doc Ock works with Harry Osborn to try to, This is Harry wants him to capture Spider-Man and bring him to him so that Harry can kill him because he still believes that Spider-Man killed his father. Yep. Yeah. Which, at this point, so Harry doesn't know that his father was the Green Goblin still? Yeah. How is it even possible?
0: I don't know. No one ever thought, hmm, I wonder where this suit came from. Oh, I right. wonder how, how, like,
2: The exact day that, Harry Os- that Norman Osborn died is the same day the Green Goblin disappeared, and he literally blew up, like, the board of the company that he owns yes it's so it's i thought that harry knew at this point he's green goblin but we find out in this movie with the willem dafoe like shorts yes. uh scene that he's in like he just discovers that his dad is the green goblin like the end of this movie which i don't i don't like that scene i don't understand why like why is he suddenly hearing his dad's voice right because in the first movie they established that the the injection that he gave himself is what drove him crazy
3: Yes,
0: not a genetic thing, which is seen in other stuff. Right. Which is like, I think that's how it is in the video. That's how it is in the video game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it is in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Yeah, I believe so. And it may, like, it, it. makes no sense. Like, he's just suddenly hearing him. He goes to the mirror, and then he sees his dad. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it It seemed very just, like, random. Like, they had to just be like, oh, let's get this in here.
2: Yeah, it definitely seemed like they wanted Harry Osborne to be the green goblin in the third movie, and so they were just like, well, just put put the scene together and we have Willem Dafoe walked by, so put him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, yeah. It didn't make any sense at all. And I don't when I was it didn't make any sense when I mm-hmm. was watching it. Uh, yeah, so whatever. But um so so we kind of get to the end of this movie and Doc Ock kind of has his own little retribution at the end and he, he yeah. ends up he ends up um he and he starts seeing clearly once the the neural inhibitor gets destroyed yeah he he kind of like takes or no it's already destroyed but like he gets like electrocuted or something happens and he kind of yeah. like snaps back to reality yep oh it goes gravity i
1: almost did it <laughs>
2: so he kind of snaps back and he like takes control of the, the arms and then he kind of like sacrifices himself to save the city because he creates this big like sun powered thing and almost blows up the city again yeah which that thought was cool I, I like that he kind of goes down he even says in this movie he's like I don't want to die a monster which I feel yeah. like is like a, like a prequel to you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain from uh-huh. the Batman movie a few years yeah. later it's like a prequel to that so, <laughs> so that was cool um, and then we finally get uh, MJ and Harry. They both know that Peter is Spider-Man by this point. Yeah. At the end of this movie.
0: I wish, like, uh, I don't know. I wish they would have had Mary Jane find out a little sooner in the movie, mm-hmm. or or they would have cut out some of the scenes with her and Peter telling each other that they either love or hate the other. Yeah. Like. I felt like there was too much leading up to it of them interacting. Whereas like, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> I, I just thought it, it took a while to get there, but I was glad it, it finally got there. Yeah, it is weird.
2: Cause it's like a relief. It's just like, ugh, just, just yes. thank goodness. We don't have to keep doing this charade back and uh-huh. forth. Also, and I know this is like believability in superhero movies or something, but I feel like after two years, like you would know or like have a really strong suspicion that your friend is Spider-Man. If he's like, he's literally gone all the time. He's always at the scene seconds before Spider-Man shows up and then he sure. disappears. He takes pictures of Spider-Man. Like, come on, man. If, They're the same exact size and build.
0: <laughs> and like, how hard is Harry looking when he literally is best friends with Peter and he's like, I know that you know where he is. It's yeah. like, dude, why
2: don't you just like follow
0: him for a day?
2: right <laughs> yeah also spider-man is flying around with pizzas from this pizza shop so, like you would just know like it's just there's no uh-huh. way that this uh-huh. would be a secret for that long oh it's crazy but. um
0: the last chunk so i did i kind of thought the like final battle between dr octopus and spider-man was a letdown like I wouldn't even call it really a final battle because,
2: like, their big battle was the train scene. Right. That's what I was going to say is this last battle between the two of them, there isn't that that much to it. They're mostly just, like, stuff's, like, exploding around them, and Spider-Man's just pretty much just, like, trying to stop stuff from crushing Mary Jane and himself all the time. Yeah. And but they, they just fought, like, fighting. eight times already, so. They did, yeah. we kind of bird through all of their fight scenes at this point. It, yeah. It would overkill to have them, like, really square off again. Um, I liked when
0: Spider-Man was holding the wall. Yeah, and he's good. like, "Hi." <laughs> and Mary Jane, Mary Jane, just laying there, just chilling out under
2: just, a freaking wall. And she's then, under, like, you know, like, she's under like a post that can only weigh like fifty pounds. Like, she could probably, <laughs> she could at least move it to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and then Peter's just like this is really heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Which is interesting because in the last movie, I think he like catches a car. No, I'm thinking of the animated series again. Never mind. I need to stop watching these. They're overlapping (laughs) in my head. I'm getting my timelines confused. Well, what got me was that at the end of the scene, he literally just like chucks the whole wall and it goes flipping off of him. Well, okay. I, at first I was like, how strong is he? Like he's been talking uh-huh. about this wall, but it's also being magnetized towards the Big Sun thing, so I think oh, the magnet's already taken it, so he just, like, assisted it. And well, out yeah,
0: it. okay, that makes sense, because
2: I was like, what I the hell? That I too. thought
0: this was heavy.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> thought about that too. Tough, the whole thing. I think the magnet played more into it than we thought. Okay. Um, I don't know if they were
0: trying to go for this, but one of the more popular comics, and, like, um, one of the covers of the comics is when Spider-Man is debating whether or not he's going to be Spider-Man anymore. And he is like trapped under in this building that collapsed and the water, like the water's filling up and they like almost like shot for shot reenact this in the first Tom Holland Spider-Man. And he like, Hmm. like decides he's not going to give up and he starts lifting it all up and he like throws it off of him. And I didn't know if they were trying to make a reference to that, But I always like that because that's another poster that I have in the man cave. Oh, really? Of him lifting up the
2: rubble. Nice. Yeah. That is all I have for my notes. That is all I have as well. I feel like we've been talking for quite a while, so it's probably about time we wrap this Uh bad boy up. So, uh, Sam, the question is, is Spider-Man 2 all that and a bag of chips? uh yeah yeah it is uh and, again. and more importantly is it a bigger bag of chips than spider-man one it's tough i i think i think the
0: second one is better and i think that because they do such a good job developing peter's character that's what made it stand out but i personally i liked the first one more
3: hmm
0: interesting um, this, but one, I, but this one, it was awesome.
2: Don't get, don't get me wrong. It was awesome. Yeah, they're both amazing. They're both fantastic movies. Um, so for me, so like I said, I, I kind of remembered the second one being better, but I wasn't for sure if it was just because people just kept telling me that Superman 2 was better. That's just like what I was supposed to think. So when I watched these about six months ago, um, I, I thought they were both almost equal. Like I, they they're very, very similar. I thought the first one was a little bit cheesier. But I liked certain parts of it better. And then I thought the second one was a little bit more serious, but I, and so I like, they were about the same for me. But on this, this, uh-huh. one, watching it this past week, Spider Man 2 is infinitely better and legitimately one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. This movie is freaking awesome. Right. The villain's great. I love that we really delve into Peter Parker and not so much, um, not so much just about the villain and the superhero part of it, which, a a podcast i was listening to they really talked about how like a lot of batman movies are like 70 percent about the villain
0: yeah which um
2: well and we'll talk about this the animated series more i felt that especially with batman the animated series like every episode was essentially just a, a deep dive into the psyche of the villain of that episode yeah and batman never grows but seeing this movie where it's so much about just growing peter parker and how he counterbalances the Spider-Man character. I freaking loved it. I thought it blew away the first one. They're both great. But this is legit one of, like, probably my top five favorite. Uh, five or ten. Uh, I like the MCU a lot, so it's hard to, it's hard to compare them. But top five, uh, or, yeah. five or six. It's, uh, it's not fair to compare those. <sighs> right. Top five or six just of superhero movies of my lifetime. This movie was amazing. This is probably, probably the best movie we've covered so far. I mean, I think it's definitely better than Jurassic Park. Uh, and Shrek. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, The Mask was pretty good, and much better than The Mask. <laughs> Although I gave The Mask Mart's a great. grade.
0: Martin House was
2: pretty good. A billion times better than Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my favorite movie we've covered so far, for sure. Um, all right, um, you got you got anything else before we move on to some trivia? Oh. all right, cool. Um, All right, so we will take a quick break right here, and then when we come back, I will be hitting Sam with some trivia. All right, Sam, we are back, and I'm coming at you with some heavy Spider-Man trivia here. Let's do this. If I've been prepared for anything in my life, it is Spider-Man trivia. I'm hoping... I I put I gave you a couple couple softballs, a couple decent ones, but I put some tough ones in here. So we're gonna start off with a tough one. Here we go. Okay, question number one. Uh, I think all of these are multiple choice, by the way. Okay. What is the name of MJ's play in Spider-Man 2? Is it A, the importance of being earnest? A, a raisin in the sun? C, death of a salesman? <laughs> or D, taming of the shrew a <laughs> uh, that is correct it is the importance of being earnest how why why do you even know that i don't remember i think i i don't know i don't know <laughs> i never even say it in the movie it's literally on a sign uh-huh <sighs> you're an asshole <laughs> oh here we go how many points were the patriots favored by Going into the 2004 Super Bowl. Is it A, three, B, six, C, seven, or D, eight? Mm-hmm.
0: What were the options? Three? Three, six, seven, or eight. I'm going to go
2: with six. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it was seven points. Huh. Boom. No 100% for you. That's bogus. That's not even <laughs> Spider-Man trivia. <laughs> I know. All right, I got a couple more. for <laughs> The rest are all for Spider-Man, so here we go. Sounds good. Uh, question number three. What villain does John Jameson portray in the comics? A, Toxin. B, the Jackal. C, Man-Wolf. Or D, the Finisher. That would be C. Manwolf. That is correct, you freaking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Finisher is an actual super, uh, Spider-Man villain, which I think is hilarious. I have never heard, I don't think I've heard of The Finisher. I have not either, but he is real. Because I literally googled obscure Spider-Man villains, and he was one of the I ones that popped up. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so next question. So what does Stan Lee's cameo in this movie entail? Is he A, eating pizza, B, yelling, Spider-Man took that guy's pizza, C, stealing pizza, D, uh, D, saving a woman, or E, he does not have a cameo in this movie. D, he is saving a woman. Damn it, I thought having three options about pizza would throw you off.
0: (laughs) That was supposed to be his cameo, but there was something wrong with the effects. His cameo, like, you barely see his face at all. You know,
2: he's in his movies for literally, like, one second.
0: Yeah. Like, why – you barely, like, if you – unless you were looking for him in the first one, you wouldn't see him then anyway, or either.
2: Yeah. No, I I thought he had a longer scene in this one, but it must be the third one that he's in it for a little bit longer. Yeah,
0: because it's literally just, like, him
2: grabbing someone and pulling them out of the way. Yeah, he literally just, like, yanks them, and then he's (laughs) gone. It's crazy. All right. So you are two or three for four so far, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Three for four. Um, okay, here we go. Question number five. Who was the first supervillain Spider-Man ever encountered? Is it A. The terrible tinkerer. B. Doc Ock. C. Green Goblin. Or D. Supercharger. I think it's the terrible tinkerer. That your final answer? Yep. That is incorrect, Samuel. Dang it! The correct answer is the supercharger.
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: It's another one I don't know. I've never what? heard of the supercharger or terrible tinkerer, but that sounds like a terrible tinkerer. That sounds like a super vague first villain for a. Yes, it does. Like the freaking clock guy in Batman. Yeah, I'm kidding. Isn't he just called the tinkerer?
0: I don't even remember.
2: <laughs> I just remember Clock Eye. <laughs> um, all right, final question. You are, I don't know, three out of five or something. Yeah, three for five yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, why does Doc Ock wear sunglasses? A. His future's too bright. B. <laughs> he he's blind. <laughs> C. He develops a light sensitivity. Or D. To hide his identity. Um, what was, <laughs> give me B, C, and D again. <laughs> um, so A is his future is too bright. Um, B is he is blind. C, he develops a light sensitivity or D to hide his identity. Uh, let's go with C. Mm. That is correct. And it's actually from his experiment. The, uh, the sun. That's what I figured. But so,
0: um, you saying that he is blind? There was a, a part where I thought, like, I, like I don't remember what the scene was,
2: but I remember thinking, wait, is he blind right now? Yeah, they they tease that his vision's impaired. Uh-huh. But he's not actually blind. He can see. He just yeah. has a light sensitivity. Okay.
0: Is it because he's an octopus and they live in the deep dark sea
2: oh could be could be i'm not sure but all right so you got four for six on trivia this week i was told by one of our listeners that i am too easy on you in trivia and you are too hard damn. on me so i what? thought I'd a couple harder ones this week it just appears like that because you don't know the answer because i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh man now i do feel like i throw you too many softballs i'm gonna start Oh, I have you for the animated series. Oh, let's go. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be. Oh, you should just give oh. me like fifty questions. I'm be like, name every single villain who ever appears in this anime. series. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Um, that's about all I got. Um, so next week we are talking about uh, Spider-Man Three, the two thousand seven film. Uh, Sam, when was the last time you watched this movie?
0: A long time ago. Right. I don't remember the last time I watched the third one. Probably like when, like around its original release, that oh, wow. time frame. It's been a while. I haven't really been, like, dying to go back and watch this
2: one. Yeah. So I, when I redid, uh, when I bought the DVDs, they didn't have the third DVD. But I watched. It was on Netflix or something, and I watched uh-huh. it. Oh man. Yep. This month. <laughs> this month is going to be so fun. Yeah. Except we have to take a detour next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, just a all speed right. Bump. Yeah, just a, a little speed bump, and then we'll get on to the animated series, which will uh,
1: we'll maybe
0: we'll about.
2: maybe we just don't remember
0: it as well as we should.
2: I feel like it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. We'll we'll read a five star review later. It's already We're already. We've been recording forever.
3: <laughs> yeah. I
2: got. I got, sh- I got work to do. Like we got. We got to get out of here. Uh, So we'll read any emails and messages next week. Um, So, yeah, so you guys can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at All That and a Bag of Chips, uh, on Twitter at All That Podcast, or contact us at All That and a Bag of Chips pod at yahoo.com. So, Sam, if you don't got anything else, take us out of here.
0: We will smell you later.
1: Power Rangers, Pikachu, Rugrats of Lion King, Stone Cold, Billy Blank's Tybo, Toy Story, Joe Rogan, Ninja Turtles, Hulk Hogan, Kobe Bryant, all that tickle me Elmo. Mario Land before time, X-Men, Mr. Mime, Batman, Baby Bottle, Pop, Shrek, and Spider-Man. Michael Jordan, Space Jam, The Rock, Silence of the Lambs, Dragon Ball, Dexter's Lab, Beanie Babies, Vince McMahon, Beetleborgs, Frosted Tips, Whitney Houston hit clips, Dallas Cowboys, Dunkaroos, Gangsta's Paradise. Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong, every single Tupac song, CSI, TRL, man, those days were nice. Britney Spears, Yu-Gi-Oh, Andy Mill and Naka Show, reading Rainbow Barney and collecting every Pog. All toys, Backstreet Boys, Pepsi, Blue, Furby toys, powdered gum, Goosebumps, Courage the Cowardly Dog.